Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. Father, we thank you tonight. We give you praise. We bless you. Blessed Holy Spirit. Let your word be palpable. Let your word come with simplicity. Let somebody be blessed tonight. Let somebody be affected. We pray in the name of Jesus. Let somebody of God be impacted and be blessed tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that let everybody, under the sound of my voice, let them be blessed. Let them be affected. Let them be impacted tonight. In the name of Jesus, let the sick be healed. Let those that need a touch receive a touch. Let those that need an impartation receive an impartation of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Genesis chapter 22. Today we still have, um, we're still on the journey of faith. But also, we have the opportunity to ask questions. We, you will have the opportunity to ask questions, um, as the case may be. So make your questions ready so that you can ask your questions tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so get your questions ready. And ask your questions as you may have the opportunity to. Genesis 22. From the verse number 1. And it came to pass, after this things, that God did tempt Abraham. But I want you to take note of the word tempt there. The word tempt there is not the word as you may take it to be, the scripture tells us in the New Testament, that God does not tempt any man. What it meant was this was a trial, a test of his faith. A test of his faith. Um, this is what we read on Sunday in James chapter 2, where it talked about Abraham carrying his son to the mountain as a proof of the work of his faith. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou loveth, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him. And Abraham and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I, and the lad will go yonder and worship again to you, and come again to you, praise the Lord. Verse 6. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. 7. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. 
And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamp for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Hallelujah. Verse 9. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thy heart upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou feareth God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. Glory be to God. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him a ram caught in a ticket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. 14. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. I love this. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, 16 and 17, and said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, 17, <laughs> that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven. Take note of that. And as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Take note, he did not say thy seeds. He says thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Praise God. I'll stop here. Now, we read on Sunday in James chapter 2, where the scripture talks about faith without works is dead. Now, we see Abraham being tested, going through the test of his faith. After he has received his son, the son was promised. We saw how he had to walk the walk of faith and God counted unto him, it unto him for righteousness. And the Lord said to him that from this day, your name shall no more be called Abraham, but Abraham. In Genesis, of course, Genesis 15 and Genesis 17. And then in Genesis 22, we now see Genesis 15. He tells him to count the stars and number them. And then the sand, then he says, so shall thy seed be. But then we see his faith again being tested in chapter number 22. After the manifestation of Isaac, his biological son, which he promised him that you have an heir from your body. Now God comes to him again and say, the same, that same only son now that you have, take him and go and kill him. Now, remember, as of this time when God is talking about his only son, this was not his physical, but only biological son. Abraham had, of course, um, 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 what do we call him? Esau. Okay. And so Isaac was the son from um, the, the wife Sarah. Because these were the two that were going through the test of faith. Romans 4 tells us that he did not consider his own body now dead. 
nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he uses these two and their impossible situation to bring forth his faithfulness. God is faithful. When he says something, he does it. He proved to Abraham that what I spoke to you, I will do it. But then God tests his faith again. He says, this only son now that I've given you. Now, the reason why he calls him only son is because that was the son of promise. Also, that was the son that God recognized based on the work of faith that Abraham had with God. So he calls him his only son. But Isaac also typified Christ. Okay? And so Mount Moriah in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, is the same mountain called Mount Golgotha, where Jesus was crucified. Now take note, there were a lot of similarities that took place on the third day as they arrived there. The scripture says he said to the guys he was working with that we go to the mountain to go and worship. And I'm going with my son. Stay here and wait for us. As they got to the top of the mountain, the son asked him, I see the fire. I see the, I see the knife. I see the wood. I see the altar. Where is the lamb for sacrifice? Then Abraham made a prophetic statement and said, the Lord shall provide himself, not for himself. The Lord shall provide himself. In other words, the Lord himself shall become a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both, both of them to the mountain. And Abraham at that point, when he had absolutely put his trust in God, he took his knife, bound his son, and was going to that last point of killing the child because God says, go and sacrifice him. So as far as he was concerned, Abraham was dead to him in the spirit. Hallelujah. Abraham was already what? Dead. Sorry. Isaac was dead to him in the spirit. He laid Isaac on there and took what? Took the knife. James chapter 2 verse 21 tells us that this is the proof of his faith. He says, was not Abraham our father justified by works? Yet the scripture tells us that there is no justification by works. But yet Abraham justified by works. Is the Bible confused? No. Now, what God will do by grace, faith is by grace. Okay? The scripture says that, that it might be by faith, it has to be by grace. And I taught you that during the series. Okay, so now, now that God has proved himself that you have come into grace through accepting the Lord, now there is the proof. There is a place where you prove your faith. There is a place where your faith is demonstrated. So Abraham's life shows us the two extremes. Faith by justification and faith by works. So he says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered up Isaac, his own son, upon the altar? Now this is the act of his works. A proof that he absolutely trusts the word of God, that the word of God cannot fail. Praise God. We're still looking at obtaining a good report through faith. Praise God. 22. Now, let's look at this. The scripture says, Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect. Or your faith can become perfected. There is what is called perfected faith. Perfected faith is faith that is demonstrated. Perfected faith is faith that is demonstrated because of one's absolute trust in the word of the Lord. That what God has said, he cannot fail. The Bible said by two immutable things by which it is impossible for God to lie. The oath and the promise. God made a promise to Abraham. Then in blessing God, in proving 
in, 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 in making Abraham understand that God's, his side of the contract can never fail. God said to him in Genesis 22 that I have sworn by myself that in blessing I will bless you. Hallelujah. And your seed shall be like the stars of the, of the, of the, of the skies. And like what? And like the sand of the seashore. In other words, God was telling Abraham, through you, the seed that will come out of you shall produce children from me that are of the stars. In other words, spiritual children and of the sand, physical children. So the Jewish nation became his physical children was the stars or the, the seed that are of the stars became his spiritual children, which in other words, God used both to demonstrate his faithfulness to Abraham through Jesus. And this is what, and he says, thy seed talking about Jesus Christ shall possess the gate of thy and of his, his enemies. Talking about Jesus Christ. Praise God. He says, sit down now until I thou at my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Talking about Jesus Christ. So Isaac was a symbol of Christ, a typology of Christ. Now, in the book of Hebrews, the scripture tells us that Abraham, considering God's, God being faithful, saw Isaac, already dead, received in a figure. Isaac was dead, but received what? In a figure. In other words, what Abraham was doing was in typology to fulfill God's eternal purpose that will be established in Christ Jesus. This is the highest kind of faith. This is why Abraham was called the father of faith. Abraham's life so much depicted that of which the Christ was going to become that by the time he had finished sacrificing Isaac, oh, God looked at him and said, I have not seen this kind of faith. And God said to him, I've sworn by myself. In other words, you have, you have gone the full length with me by demonstrating your faith with works. And because of this, in blessing, I will bless you. Faith must be demonstrated. Hallelujah. Faith must be what? Must be demonstrated. Faith must be demonstrated. And tonight, the way you demonstrate your faith is by acting. Put your faith to work. If there is somebody sitting by you, tell them, put your faith to work. Hallelujah. The things you are hoping for. That's why the scripture says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith is the things that you are hoping for that have now become your present, our realities. Faith is the things that you have hoped for that have now become your present our possession. This is where the demonstration of faith comes to play. It is where we demonstrate our faith. If it is true that what you hoped for is now yours, then you ought to act that way. So Abraham acted that way because what he has hoped for has become his. Now, what did he hope for? He hoped for Isaac. Isaac became his. Therefore, when God told him, go and sacrifice Isaac, he did not doubt at all. He went again. And the scripture tells us in Hebrew, he had received Isaac, now dead, but alive in a figure. Isaac, now dead. So in his now, in his physical consciousness, Isaac was already dead. But he had already received him in a figure, as the resurrected Isaac. In other words, he knew that the God that is able to call the dead things to come alive has already brought Isaac alive. So even though Isaac looks dead now, Isaac is alive. Hallelujah. And therefore, it was easy for him to demonstrate his faith because he has seen Isaac alive with the eye of his spirit. He has seen Isaac alive 
He has not seen Isaac dead. He saw Isaac alive. What are you seeing tonight? Whatever you have seen will also motivate you, push you towards acting your faith, demonstrating your faith. You should now begin to act like someone who has received from God if you are actually walking in faith. If you are walking in faith, you must act like one who has received from God. Praise the Lord. That's how to put your faith to work. That's how to put your faith to work. So you put your faith to work by acting like one that has already received from the Lord. Understand this, that faith is active. Faith is not passive. And if faith is active, James 2.17 tells us that faith without corresponding action is dead. Faith without what? Corresponding action is dead. Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead. Being alone. We are perfected in our faith by our works, by the way we demonstrate our faith. The proof of your maturity in the place of faith, in the school of faith, is that you demonstrate it. Praise God. Now, how do you demonstrate faith? It means that not regarding the physical symptoms, you act like one that has already received. Because it has become what you hope for has now become your present hour possession, your present hour reality. Faith that works is when you believe the word of the Lord and act accordingly. Praise the Lord. Believe the word of the Lord and act accordingly. If you truly believe that God's word is what it says it is, he is who he says he is, he has done what he says he has done. He has also what, and what he has said, he has, he will also do. He, and he has done it. Then what you do is you respond to that word. Your spirit will respond to that word. How does your spirit respond to that word? Your spirit responds to that word as if he has already done it. So you act and live that way. So if he said that you are healed, you don't, again, irrespective of the physical symptoms, you act healed the way healed people act. This is how you receive your faith. This is how you receive miracles. This is how you demonstrate your faith. Hallelujah. So each time you go back to pray to God, you act as one who has already received. How do you act as one that has already received? You are not saying, God, please do it. You are saying, God, I thank you that you have done it. And you put your faith to work. This is what will cause your faith to work. The way you cause your faith to work is to demonstrate your faith. Praise the Lord. Demonstrate what? Your faith. And in the demonstration of your faith, there is what is called the good fight of faith. So you must also learn to fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy 6 verse 12. The scripture says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Praise the Lord. First John chapter 1 from the verse number 1. First John chapter 1 from verse 1. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, or of this eternal life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen him, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us. Hallelujah. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus. Now, what is this scripture saying? This scripture say, says that there is the manifestation of eternal life that a man must lay hold on. Now, the manifestation of eternal life 
in the life of a believer is that that person has come into fellowship with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. In other words, you have been born again. The Bible says we are saved, Ephesians 2, 8, we are saved by grace through faith. So you come into God through faith by grace. And by virtue of this, you received the gift of God called eternal life. Eternal life is not something you can see with your optical eyes. Eternal life is not something you can hold with your optical eyes. Yet, First Timothy chapter 6 verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Now, I'm going to be talking about how to lay hold on eternal life. But before then, this same scripture says, fight the good fight of faith. The fight that the believer is supposed to fight is called the fight of faith. It's not the fight against demons. It's not the fight against any entity. It's called the fight of faith. Now, what does it mean to fight the fight of faith? And why is the fight of faith a good fight? The fight of faith is a good fight because you have already been declared the winner. Now, any fight where you are already losing, you are, it's not a good fight. True or false? So a fight is a good fight when you have already been declared the winner. The believer before he even starts the fight of faith has already been declared the winner. Before you already fight, you have already been declared the winner. That's why it's called the good fight of faith. A good fight is one that you win, where your faith prevails, where your faith wins, where your faith prevails, where your faith wins. The scripture tells us in 1 John 5, 4, it says that what? Now, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world or the world and its systems, even our faith. So our faith is what brings the victory. Our faith is what brings the overcoming. Our faith is what causes us to prevail. The prevailing faith is the overcoming faith. Praise the Lord. So when it comes to the fight of faith, it is not up to God. Like some people will say, me, I hand over all my fight to God. By saying I hand over my fight to God, they are saying that it is up to God whether they win or they lose. No, it is not up to God. Jesus has finished every fight he will ever fight for you. He has conquered on your behalf. You maintain that victory. The way to maintain that victory is to engage in the fight of faith. Now, how do you engage in the fight of faith? I'm coming to that in a moment. But before you do this, you must understand that it is up to you. The winning is up to you. The losing is up to you. So you and we have already been declared a winner. So there is no option for you to lose in the school of faith. There is no option for you to lose in the school of faith. Understand this, that the fight of faith is for you to win. Is to pre, is to cause your faith to triumph. It's called the triumph of faith or the victory of faith or the overcoming of faith. In every fight of faith, you have been declared a winner. Praise the Lord. The fight of faith also is when you unleash. So this is the meaning of the fight of faith. When you unleash your faith against stubborn and rebellious circumstances that contest the integrity and the infallibility of God's word. Hallelujah. Let me say this again. I say the fight of faith is when you unleash your faith. I say unleash your faith. I say release your faith. I say demonstrate your faith. When you unleash your faith against stubborn and rebellious circumstances that contest the integrity and the validity of God's word. 
Hallelujah. That contest the integrity and the validity of God's word. Hallelujah. When you unleash your faith, somebody unleash your faith. The way to fight the fight of faith is in that latter part of that first Timothy 6 12. It says, Lay hold on eternal life. That's how you fight the fight of faith. The way you unleash your faith is what I'm coming to talk about now. You lay hold on eternal life. This is your inheritance in Christ. How do you lay hold on eternal life that cannot be seen with the optical eyes? Yet the, the, the disciples said they have seen him. The reason is that the eternal life is manifested in the word of God. And that word became a man and dwelt among us. And we beheld him as of the glory of the father, full of grace and truth. The Christ, they saw him. They saw him manifest eternal life right before their eyes. They saw him bring the heart of God to humanity by healing the sick, by raising the dead, by showing God's compassion to humanity. The Bible says how the Lord anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. Who went about doing good. He showed his goodness, God's goodness to humanity and healing all that were of press of the devil everybody that was oppressed of the devil jesus demonstrated his strength the strength of god the will of god the purpose of god by breaking every hold of the enemy over circumstances and people and over territories and people hallelujah this is what he did and jesus came to exemplify this eternal life are you hearing me somebody this eternal life the scripture says for this was the son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil so he came to destroy the works of the devil that is the manifestation of eternal life he came to demonstrate the divine life the life that is insurmountable the life that is not susceptible to sickness the life that is not susceptible to disease the life that is not susceptible to lack the life that is not susceptible to defeat the life that is not susceptible to any whims of the devil he unleashed the goodness of God on humanity such that men look at him they said what manner of man is this men looked at him and he was the man of Galilee the man that healed their sick the man that raised their dead this was eternal life he said this eternal life that was prophesied has manifested before us and we have seen him and we have handled him of the word of life they handled him physically but Jesus said something very instructive in John 20 when he went to see them in um and when 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 Thomas wanted to touch him, Thomas said that me unless I see him, if he's truly that man that we saw and we thought was the eternal life that had been killed, eternal life cannot be killed. If he was that man that was killed, ha. Ah, then I, unless I touch him and I put my hands through his holes, then I will believe him. Then as he said that, oh, Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up in the resurrection. In the resurrection, he showed up. He showed up as the Christ, the eternal life, to prove to Thomas, the doubting Thomas, that he was the Christ, a demonstration of faith. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand and trust it into my side and be not faithless. In other words, Peter was, I'm sorry, I beg your pardon, Thomas was actually demonstrating a type of faith called sense faith. It is faith that is based on perception. Faith that is based on what I can touch, what I can feel, what I can smell. If I have not seen it, I cannot touch it, then it is not faith. But no. Jesus said, this is faithlessness. There is another type of faith that is faith beyond the touch, the smell, the feel. It is that reality that is in the spirit, but is more real to us than what we can touch physically. Hallelujah. This is what we call the faith of God. And so he says, be not faithless, but believing but believing then he says something very instructive in verse 28 where you and i belong to he says and thomas answered and said unto him my lord and my god but 29 please then he said 
Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, sight, thou hast believed. Oh, this is a lower level of faith. This is blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. There is a realm of believing. I told you that faith is not believing and believing is not faith. When it comes to faith, it is believing and acting. Are you hearing me? It is believing and acting. Thomas could have believed by acting that Jesus was alive. But no, he wanted to touch. This is what certain men will, this is what men subscribe to. Unless they feel the healing in their body, they don't think they are healed. So when you tell them in the name of Jesus, I pray for you, you are healed. They are still paying attention to the symptoms, paying attention to the physical senses, the things that their senses are telling them, mm, I'm still weak, mm, I'm still suffering from this. Mm. No, the moment the word of the Lord has been released and has been said to you, you are healed, it has been unleashed. Satan is defeated. The enemy is defeated. Every Every rebellious circumstance must adjust to the word of the Lord. Are you hearing me, somebody? The scripture tells us concerning the word of the Lord. He says that the word of the Lord is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of the spirit and of the marrow. And is the center of the intent of the thoughts and the thoughts of the heart of men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart of men. The word of the Lord has the ability to penetrate any realm. When the word has been released, it is done. Are you hearing me? But between when the word has been released and the physical manifestation, there is what is called the fight of faith. And the fight of faith, this is how you fight of the fight, fight of faith. He says, lay hold on eternal life. How do you lay hold on something that you cannot touch physically? Thomas had the privilege to want to touch. But Jesus said, blessed is he who has not seen but has believed. That is the realm he's talking about. It's a realm where we have laid hold on eternal life. Not lay hold on the car you are believing God for. It is laying hold on eternal life. What does that mean? That it, That is in the latter part of that same First Timothy chapter 6 verse 12. Let's look at that. How you unleash your faith. He says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. How do we lay hold on eternal life? Uh, Whereunto thou art also called and has professed. The word professed then means has confessed a good confession before many witnesses. The fight of faith is in your confession. The way therefore to lay hold on eternal life is through your faith confessions. By speaking the same thing in consent. So the word of the Lord says, I am healed. And so I act healed, and I don't just act healed, I say I am healed. Abraham, the scripture said, God told him, according to what has been written, I have made thee a father of many nations, Romans chapter 4. And the scripture says he believed it. And what did he do? He acted his faith. He acted his faith, not just act his faith, he called himself Abraham. He says, from God told him, from this day, your name shall no more be called Abraham, but Abraham, in, in, in Genesis 17, he acted his faith, and anywhere he went, he was calling himself, no more assumed father, but father of many. This is how you unleash your faith. The way you unleash and fight the good fight of faith is when you maintain your confession of faith. You maintain what God has said. I say you maintain what God has said. Maintain your confession of faith. Maintain what God has said. In other words, you re-echo what God has said in your finances. Re-echo what God has said in your health. Re-echo what God has said in every area of your life that you want to see manifestation. That's how to fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight of faith because you have been declared the winner. You are not confessing so that you will see it. You are confessing it because it has already been done. This is why you are. it is called the good fight of faith. Are you hearing me? Remember, you can never be disadvantaged 
heritage in life or defeated in this life because you are more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. And the greater one lives in you. The scripture says in 1 John 4, 4, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. The good fight of faith is that you maintain your confession of faith. Maintain your confession of faith. I say maintain your confession of faith. In maintaining your confession of faith, Satan will come against you. Remember the parable of the sower. The scripture tells us concerning the parable of the sower that as, 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 as the word is sown in our heart, it says Satan comes to steal the word from the heart. It says he that do not understand. So pay attention to the word of the Lord. Receive understanding. And when you receive understanding, what it simply means is that Satan will come after the word that has been sown in your heart. This is the last thing I will say, and then I will be ready to take questions. Hallelujah. This Satan will come after the word that has been sown, the word that has been spoken, the word that has been released, the word that you are confessing and declaring. Satan will come after it. When you, when he comes after it, what you need to do is to take up your shield of faith. The shield of faith is to quench every fiery dart. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. Take up your shield of faith. Quench every fiery dart. In other words, when Satan throws darts, he says, above all, taking the shield of faith. So faith is a shield as well. Wherewith you shall be able to quench. It means to stop in its track. It means to stop the aggression. It means to stop it from going any further. It means you give a restraining order to the enemy. It says quench all the fiery darts of what? The wicked. Satan will throw darts at you, at your faith, at what you claim that is yours. Satan will fight. And when he fights, he brings the fight to you. He says raise your shield of faith. With your shield of faith, say, Satan, stop here. With your shield of faith, you tell Satan, no more here. With your shield of faith, you tell Satan, I have tolerated you enough, no more. No more further movement. With your shield of faith, Satan knows that without the word of the Lord, without you have an understanding of the word of the Lord, you will be vulnerable to his attacks. This is why not paying attention to the word of God is detrimental to the life of the believer. You can never win the fight of faith without the word of God. You will never, and you can never win the fight of faith without the word of God. The word of the Lord in the heart of the believer is what causes him to win the fight of faith. Matthew chapter 3 verse 17 and then Matthew 4 3. Hallelujah. Let's see an example here and how Jesus dealt with Satan. He says, and lo, a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. As the voice came from heaven to declare Jesus at the baptismal lake, that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Guess what? Right there in chapter number four, when God, the Holy Ghost drove him into the wilderness, Satan came and asked to test the validity of God's word. Whether God's word, the integrity of God's word can still stand. And said, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, Command that these stones be made bread. But Jesus repelled him by using the shield of faith. But he answered and said, it is written. That's the shield of faith. It is what? Written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. If you will be sustained in the fight of faith, you need the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord must fill your heart. It must take hold of your heart. It is not enough to pray without the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord grants us wisdom in the way we pray. The word of the Lord grants us wisdom in, in, in the way we walk. The word of the Lord grants us wisdom in the way we take our steps. So the word of the Lord is very important. Some believers are more excited when it is praise and worship. But that is not the place where you will gain your victory. Your victory is in the word of the Lord. Jesus repelled him with, by raising the shield of faith. And what was the shield of the faith? The shield of faith by raising the word of the Lord against Satan and said, it is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. The devil will attack your feet by throwing darts at you. And these darts, he throws them like missiles. 
And if you know how missiles come, one will come, you, it, it, one comes, you think it has been repelled, another is following. So he throws darts, thoughts of unbelief, thoughts of lack, thoughts of sickness, thoughts of, hey, did you think that what God has said, it will come to pass? He would keep throwing it at you. And as he throws it at you, in your fight of faith, the only way a man maintains his stand in the fight of faith is to raise your shield of faith. Look at Ephesians 6.16. He says, you won't need to cry to God. You don't need to cry to God. God, please deliver me. No. Ephesians 6.16 says what? Take up, above all, taking the shade of it, wherewith ye, you, 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 not God, you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Look, take the shade of it. You won't need to cry to God to help you to do it. You can do it. He has granted you the ability to do it. He has granted you the ability to repel every dart of the enemy. So don't sit there and be crying. My mama, my papa, this is what you do. You take hold of the shield of faith and you quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Hallelujah. 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 This is how we maintain our victory story. This is how we maintain our fight of faith. This is how we fight the fight of faith. This is how we unleash our faith. We unleash our faith against every rebellious circumstance by maintaining our stand in what Christ has already done. What has he done? He has brought you victory. He says, by his stripes, you are healed. So you maintain your stand in your health. He says, by, he says, none in Zion shall lack their mate. You maintain your stand in that word. He says, none in Zion shall be barren. You maintain your stand on that word. He says, none shall lack. You maintain. He says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You maintain your stand on that word. The scripture says he will keep him in perfect peace. Him whose mind is stayed on the Lord. You maintain your stand on that word. Are you hearing me somebody? He says to subvert a man in his cause. The Lord does not approve. You maintain your stand in that word. And you declare the Lord does not approve. That my path will be subverted. Therefore I will not be subverted. He says I will make a way for him in the wilderness. You Maintain your stand on that word. Are you hearing me? He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. You maintain your stand in your prosperity. Are you hearing me, somebody? He says that none in Zion shall say they are sick. You maintain your stand in that word. He says, They all shall appear before the Lord, going from strength to strength. You maintain your stand on that word. He says that seed of the righteous shall be mighty. You maintain your stand on that word. You declare that your children are mighty. My children can never be dollars. My children cannot be for the enemy. My children cannot be meat for the prey. Are you hearing me somebody? He tells the word of the Lord has come to us and the word of the Lord says that he will keep you in perfect peace. Declare that he keeps me in perfect peace. Are you hearing me, somebody? He said, though the enemy shall come against me, they shall come one way, but they shall flee seven ways. You maintain your stand. The irrespective of the fire you are under, will you come under fire? Oh yes, you will come under fire. But when you are under fire, refuse to let your faith give way. You must unleash your faith on every rebellious circumstance. When the thing is rebellious, it means the thing has refused to change. And so you also refuse to change. When the thing refuses to change, you also refuse to change. When the thing refuses to change direction, you also maintain your same direction. Something must give way. Are you hearing me, somebody? You keep declaring it. And the way you do it is by, by the confession of your faith. It says, profess by which you have professed a good profession. We have maintained a good profession. We have spoken the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord in our mouth cannot fail. The scripture tells us that the word of the Lord that has gone forth is and not return unto him void until it fulfills that which it has gone forth to fulfill. The word of the Lord has gone forth. Are you hearing me, somebody? The word of the Lord concerning you has gone forth. The scripture declares to us that the word that has gone forth concerning us, it shall not fail. It says, no more shall this proverb be said in that what? In Israel, that it shall be said that the fathers have eaten what? Sour grape and the children's teeth are set on edge. No, no 
power from hell that is obtained in walking through the lineage of my father, my mother, has any right and permission to come to me, you can allow or disallow. Are you hearing me, somebody? You make that declaration of faith. He says that sit down at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. We are seated in Christ Jesus above every principality and power. He's making every enemy our footstool. And therefore, every enemy is under our feet. The Bible says he will bruise Satan shortly under your feet. Maintain your stand. Refuse to give in. Maintain your stand. Refuse to give in. Maintain your confession. If there is a confession in your mouth this evening, this is now the time. Now the time for you to unleash your faith. Now begin to unleash your faith. As you unleash your faith right now, what I'm helping you do now is to stir up your faith. He says, you my beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Your faith can be holy and it can be and you as you pray and release your faith, your faith is being built up like an edifice. Like an edifice. Like an edifice. Come on, release the word of the Lord right now concerning every rebellious circumstance that has refused to change. We are declaring to that thing that it is changing now. We are declaring to it that it is changing now. We are declaring to it that it has changed now. We are declaring to it in the name of Jesus. We are declaring right now health is ours. We are declaring right now that possession is ours. We are declaring right now that the land is ours. We are declaring right now that we possess that possession. We are declaring right now that property is mine. I take it now in the name of Jesus. That job is mine. I take it in the name of Jesus. The territory is mine. I'm extending the territory. My borders have been extended. Wealth is mine. The scripture says that he blesses his righteous with prosperity. Prosperity is mine. Therefore, I take my prosperity in the name of Jesus. The scripture declares that he calls light out of darkness. No, do not give in to the darkness. The darkness may be around you, but refuse to consider the darkness. The Bible says he calls light out of darkness. You can call light out of every sickness. You can call health out of sickness. You can call prosperity out of every weakness. You can call your breakthrough. You can call your increase. Open doors in the name of Jesus. My horn is exalted like the horn of the unicorn. It says to David, he says, I've been young. David said, I've been young and I'm now old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken. No, he see beg for bread. You will not beg for bread. You will not beg for bread. You will not beg for bread. Make this your faith confession. Decree and declare, I will not beg for bread. I will not be a beggar. I'm blessed. Blessed and highly favored. In the name of Jesus, I'm blessed and favored. Blessed and favored of the Lord. The goodness of the Lord surrounds me as a sheep. He surrounds me with favor as a shield. He says, I found David my servant. I say he has found justice his servant. With his holy oil, he has anointed him. He says, the enemy shall not exact upon him. No enemy will exact upon me. Though the wicked afflict me. He says, affliction will not rise a second time. Decree and declare that affliction will not arise in your life the second time. Decree and declare, I'm more than a conqueror. He says, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. He says, him, if he did not, if he gave up his own son, why would he also not give up, not give us all things to freely enjoy? He has given up his son for me. Therefore, I have everything. He says, all things are you yours. Decree and declare that all things are mine. He says I'm complete in him. Decree and declare I'm complete in him. Who is the head of all principality and power? I'm complete in him. I'm complete in him. I'm strengthening him. I'm more than a conqueror. He says he will break the the cedar in pieces. Decree and declare the cedar is broken in pieces before me. He says the word of the Lord is like a hammer. The word of the Lord 
Lord is like a hammer that breaks the cedar. The word of the Lord is like a hammer. Moshalalalaya that breaks the rock into pieces. Decree and declare. Every rock before me breaks into pieces. He says that as soon as they hear my voice, the strangers fade away. Decree and declare. Every strange act of the enemy, every stranger around me, as they hear my voice this evening, they fade away. They fade away. They fade away. In the name of Jesus, strange voices of sickness, they fade away. Strange voices of weakness, they fade away. Strange voices of lack and want, they fade away. Strange voices of any kind, they fade away. Decree and declare that every strange voice is fading away. I say it's fading away. In the name of Jesus, decree and declare that I'm above only. Ah, Barushalala. Decree and declare I'm like the wind, I cannot be trapped. I'm like the wind, I cannot be trapped. Decree and declare. Ah, Moshalala Liga. Illo Solalaika. Eleika. Moroshalaga. Milalanda. He gives me double for every trouble. He gives me double for everything I go through. In the name of Jesus, my horn is exalted like the horn of the unicorn. I break forth on the left. I break forth on the right. I break forth into laughter. Oh, laughter is my portion. Increase is my portion. Breakthrough is my portion. Oh, masuka laigilada. Ilalaba lasota. Maroshalalaikata. Malaparatalai. Alekalalaikata. In the name of Jesus. I am making progress. I'm doing well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you received that word at all? Have you received that word at all? Glory be to God. In Jesus' name. I speak over your life. You are blessed. You are favored. The word of the Lord spoken over your life will not fail. Every word spoken over your life is receiving speedy manifestation. The word of the Lord will not fail. It doesn't matter how many years. The word of the Lord is adjusting everything around you. Every circumstance is aligning to the word of the Lord that has been spoken concerning our lives, concerning our destiny. Our destiny is prosperous. Our destiny is increased. Every man and every woman that I must meet for my prosperity to manifest wherever they are. I meet them now. I meet them now. I meet them now. I meet them now. Just like the fish that carried the gold. I pray now every man that is carrying my gold wherever they are. They meet with me. They collide with me. Every man that must favor me right now wherever they are. They locate me. Destiny helpers look Locate me. The right opportunities, the right men, the right people have been positioned in my path and in your path to favor you now. In the name of Jesus, they are favoring you now. Wherever they are, we call them forth. Wherever they are, we bring them forth. Wherever they are, we position them in our lives for your advantage. In the name of Jesus, we are advantageous. We are not going back. We are going forward. We are not going down. We are going up. We are going higher and higher. Increase upon increase. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. The works of your hands are blessed. The works of your body is blessed. Your faith is growing strong and strong. You are not wavering in your faith. Your faith is strengthened. In the name of Jesus, by this word of the Lord, your faith is strengthened. By this word of the Lord, you are cleansed by this word of the Lord. Your faith is strengthened. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. If you're not sure that you're born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit, he says, Soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, Soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now, wherever you are. Just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father, let the Spirit of God come into me. Let me not be the same. I ask, O oh God, that make me 
a new creation through the work of regeneration through the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ father I receive into my spirit a new spirit I am a new creation from today I refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil I receive from today the spirit of sonship therefore I take dominion thank you for the gift of salvation thank you for the gift of salvation father I ask that the Holy Spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus now pray this prayer me declare me in the name of Jesus if you don't speak in tongues declare me in the name of Jesus by the evidence of speaking in tongues I received the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy 